Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast, fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle programs created for your goals and your reality. No magic pills, no judgments, and no time to waste. Let's get into it. My name is Justin McClintock. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. I appreciate it. We are getting super tactical today. How often should you work out? Let's get into it. This is determined by a bunch of things. Sorry, this is not going to be a 45-second podcast where I just say four times a week in the spring and five times a week in the winter and only once a week in the summer. That's not what we're doing. I'm actually going to tell you. We're going to try and dig into it. This always starts from knowing what your goals are. I, we may be starting to sound like a broken record on this one, but your goals determine what you're going to do. What you're going to do will partly determine how often you should work out. So know your goals. What are you trying to do? If you don't know what your goals are, I suggest you refer back to our Smart Goal podcast. That can be very helpful in setting these things up and carving a goal out. Because if your goal is to be healthier, be able to pick my grandkids off the floor, have my knees not hurt when I get out of bed in the morning, that person is going to work out differently than someone who wants to qualify for the Boston Marathon and they have a their qualifying race is in four months. Those people are going to have very different trainings. They're going to work out for different amounts of time. They're going to do different kinds of workouts and their workout frequency will be different. If you are trying to work on body composition, trying to change the way you look, whether it's lose weight, add weight, change your shape, add muscle, tone up, a lot of these things mean the same things, careful. That person is going to work out very differently than someone who is trying to compete in CrossFit. A legitimate CrossFit competitor is working out multiple times a day. It is grueling. It is incredibly difficult to recover from. A bodybuilding competitor is probably working out once a day, but maybe for longer than the CrossFit competitor. Not necessarily, but possibly. And the work they're doing is so hard that they need more time to recover from it than the CrossFit competitor. It's completely different workouts. So how often you should work out is already nuanced. One of our guiding lights is that you should be efficient. Spending time in the gym just to spend time in the gym is a mugs game. It's no good. We want to get you out and living your life as much as you can. We love fitness. It's what we do. We nerd about, out about it on a regular basis, but we want you to be efficient. A better way to frame this question is how few times can you work out and still efficiently move toward your goals? How little time can you spend in the gym and still make recognizable progress in the direction you want to go. When you frame it that way, things can become very clear and you can become very efficient. Our friends over at Strength Ratio, what's up, Zach, talk about junk volume. They talk about junk volume and I love that idea. It's where you're just doing other exercises, doing other reps, doing other work because you assume more is better. A few more leg exercises at the end of a leg day, a long core cash out, some extra gymnastics work, lots of junk cardio. Oh, the junk cardio that gets nothing done. All of this time that's very inefficient is not really moving you toward your goal in any measurable way and may actually be 
detrimental. Remember, adaptation happens in recovery. Adaptation happens in recovery. Working out makes you weaker. It's the reason if you do a set of 10 squats, your 10th one is harder than your first one. You're literally getting weaker, you're getting fatigued, your muscles are breaking down, your fuel is burning away. At the end of a workout, you are weaker than when you started. You get stronger in the adaptation as those muscles rebuild, as fibers come over themselves and get a little bit stronger and a little bit thicker and a little bit more resilient and a little bit more durable. That's where the adaptation happens. It doesn't happen in the gym. We only work out to give ourselves the opportunity to recover from working out. On top of that, you have to understand your stress load. And I mean that in life. Exercise and fitness is stress. We are adding to your stress by doing this. How much stress are you bringing in? How is your work? How much are you sleeping? How are you eating? How are your relationships? What is your work day like? How many steps do you get during a day? What is your stress load like? We do not want to exceed your stress load. You only have a certain capacity to handle load. And if we exceed your capacity, you are going to get hurt. You're going to break down. You're going to burn out. It's not going to feel good. You're going to hate it. Everything will move backwards. After understanding your stress load, you need to understand your training history. If you are a basically sedentary person, you sit down at work, maybe get up, walk around a little bit, but you haven't really been training for a while. Maybe you used to train, but you don't anymore. We are not going to go from that to working out six days a week. That's going from zero to 100 before even finding out if the car can drive in a straight line. We will not do that. To start with us at five to six days a week, you have to have years of doing that under your belt, which happens. We have very experienced people come to us on a regular basis. I always work out six days a week. This is the schedule I prefer. Here's how long I've been doing it. Here's the kind of training history I have. Here's all my rep maxes. Here's the things I do. Great. Totally cool. This is someone who has proven and has the documentation and has the history that they can handle this kind of load. And even then, we start out a little lighter at a little less volume than they probably want because we want to make sure it's okay. If your training history is starting at zero, then we'll move to two to three times a week and see how that works. And the most ideal version of that is after three weeks of working out three times a week, you're like, I feel great. I feel better than I have in years. I really want another day. Can we put one more day in this week? I want a little bit more. We're not going to add three more days. We won't go from three to six, but maybe we'll go from three to four. And we'll be incredibly efficient with those days. Try and pack it full of bang. Try and pack it full of value. So it works for your life. So understanding your stress load. Understanding your training history. Recognizing that all the adaptation happens in recovery. How often should you work out? Well, what kind of working out are we talking about? If you're talking about getting out and walking and trying to get your eight, 10,000 steps a day, we might be doing that six to seven days a week. That's a pretty reasonable movement goal for most people. Certainly it will vary by circumstance, but if that's where we're going, we will ramp up to that relatively quickly. If you're talking about heavy weightlifting, well, we're gonna watch that volume very closely 
and we will certainly be varying the kind of inputs we're getting, how much load we're putting on each joint, how often we're going through particular movement patterns on a regular basis, then it becomes very specific. A long distance runner and a bodybuilding competitor and an Olympic weightlifter and someone who needs to get their steps in are four vastly different kinds of working out and those people are going to work out very different ways at different frequencies for different lengths. Whatever your situation is, we mentioned this a little bit before, but build slowly. Chase that maximum efficiently and slowly add up to it. Do not go from two days a week to seven days a week. You should probably never do seven days a week. But go from two to three. Maybe you do three days a week every other week. One week is two, the next week is three, back and forth, back and forth. Squeeze all the juice you can out of these training periods. Doing this slowly will also let real life mess with your system a little bit. Typically, people can do almost anything for three weeks. Any new thing, it's part of the reason 21 day challenges are so popular, is that 21 days, most people can stick to a thing for 21 days. Even if it's hard, even if it's weird, even if it's uncomfortable or inconvenient, we are not doing 21-day challenges. We won't even let anyone sign up for less than 60 days. And our retention rate is through the roof. It is completely normal for us to have people for years. That's just what we do. And taking your time and building up slowly will let real life interfere. It will let family obligations come up. It will let work emergencies happen. It will let holidays come into your life. It will let friends come into town and demand that you go out. It will let all of the things happen that will mess with your routine because your routine is going to get messed with. And we want to see how this schedule, how this fitness regimen works with your routine. And you may have to alter your routine a little bit. There may be things that interfere. We have seen too many times where people have an ambitious goal and it crumbles as soon as real life gets in the way. The smallest schedule speed bump and, and everything goes to hell. So how often should you work out? I've been talking forever. Let's get to it. If we're talking about being in a gym, doing some fitness stuff, the minimum is probably two to three days a week. Two to three days a week of some resistance work Whatever your goals are, we're probably going to be doing some resistance work at least two to three days a week. The maximum, it depends. There are people who need to be in the gym multiple times a day, five to six days a week. There are people who should never be in the gym more than four days a week. If you are trying to figure out if you are doing the right thing, am I working out the right amount? Should I be doing more? Should I be doing less? You need to track your stuff, track your progress. Track your lifts, track how they feel, track your daily energy, track your hunger during the day, track your daily stress. How are things feeling? How is your sleep? Note all of this stuff. And this doesn't have to be a very complicated thing. You can write it down. It takes about 30 seconds to write it down in the morning. How long did you sleep? How was it? How do you feel? You can do it at the end of the day. Just fill it in. How hungry was I today? What was my stress level today? How tired was I? All that stuff. Track that. And then watch for trends. Look for trends over time. We do this very commonly with check-ins with our people. We are looking for trends over time. If we have 
at raised the fitness volume, if we have raised your fitness frequency, if we've gone from three days a week to five days a week, and suddenly your energy levels are plummeting and your sleep is no good and your stress is through the roof, it may not be because of the gym, but it does mean that adding that more gym time is likely detrimental and we want to back it out. And watching for trends, we're looking over time, certainly at least over a mesocycle, whatever that is for you. But let's say minimum four to eight weeks. Three days doesn't tell you anything. Don't worry about what happens in three days. You should be trying to fix your sleep if you're tired and fix your food if you're hungry, of course. But we're looking for trends over time as it relates to your training. Once you see that stuff, it makes it a lot easier to plan. And you can even plan for real life. You can plan your season. Maybe your summer looks very different than your winter, schedule-wise, social-wise, travel-wise. You can plan this out and understand how to be efficient with that. You can even plan your year out. Depending on what your schedule looks like and how predictable your stuff is, we can absolutely plan out where you're going to be in winter, spring, summer, and fall, what those mesocycles are going to look like, what your frequency and load can look like. Now that's getting a little technical and a little nitty gritty, but if you do all of these other things, know your goals, chase efficiency, chase adaptation, which happens in recovery, understand your stress load, understand your training history, be really specific with the kind of working out we're talking about. Then you track your progress, you watch for trends, it becomes much simpler. You have numbers to work with, trends to work with, and real life to work with, not some mythical, magical, oh, this is the best training split, or this is what so-and-so does, so that's the kind of workout I'm going to do with my traveling gym warehouse. I hope this has been helpful. It's a question we get a lot, and like almost everything in fitness, the answer is really, it depends, but hopefully this has shed some light on a very popular question. Thank you so much for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If you can drop a review on the Apple Podcast, that helps a lot. You can share now through Apple Podcasts, so you can totally podcast bomb your friends. Just hit the share button. They're going to be like, what? Why did a podcast just show up? This doesn't make any sense. We love it. We really appreciate the feedback. We appreciate y'all sharing it. It means a lot to my heart. I'm Justin McClintock. Feel strong. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Please visit us at feelstrong.me. Find us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. You can DM us to get started, pick our brain, rate and review us on iTunes. Please, five stars there. makes a really big difference. And folks, remember, we don't work with everyone, but we'll talk to anyone. If you're ready to get started today, so are we. Thank you again, and feel strong.